0: Chapter four of MLC's Big Show, Friday Night Lights. Matt Lautner is now joined by nineteen ninety nine radio announcer Doug Reeder.
1: I started a podcast in mid April, and long and short of it is I just thought that this little story would be an entertaining one to tell my audience and uh Yeah. I mean it's just been fun to revisit it through audio form through your radio broadcast.
2: People ask me all the time, you know, what's the Biggest win or greatest game, and all that, and, you know, you got to start with Harlan. I mean, he's, he's past yeah. you just have to.
1: Oh, man, Doug, you're going to be so good at this. You know why? <laughs> I think that you probably know what good sound bites are. Scott and John, I guess to start off with, well, we'll just start
0: with the radio guy.
2: Well, once the Rams beat Dennis and Schleswig, you know, you thought you had a shot.
0: Just talking briefly about Scott Erickson and his uh, blown-out knee. Terrible deal. We feel bad for Scott even to this day. He loved football so much. We're going to talk about that for a few minutes.
1: I had Mitch Murphy on the podcast, uh, and I'll clip his audio with this right here. Uh, Mitch said that you – did you play the entire senior year with no ACL on either leg or just on one leg?
3: No, just my right leg. I had no ACL.
1: Yep. And he just said no. – and this is this is an important aspect to this podcast – and this is Mitch's ident- exact words, but I'm going to try to quote him. He said, Scott Erickson, like, uh, pound for pound, ability for ability, was the best athlete in JSPC history. That's word for word what he said. So it just didn't work out. It was unfortunate. But you were still, like, the best team player, the best teammate that, you know, a guy could have ever had because you were still, like, your impact in games was still felt. It just wasn't felt. If you had two healthy legs, We'd all be talking about our state championship football team instead of uh, maybe what it turned out to be.
2: That's kind of what I remember about Scott and Joe and I and you know anybody that playing. He was contributing with you know, basically one leg and uh, very very impressed uh, by that. And what I remember most about John at that time was his return ability, his kickoff return ability. We had a great returner named Brent McClagan. Five years before you guys and, uh, and John blew by his records. I mean, more than 40 yards of return. Are you kidding? <laughs> and people would they didn't kick as often, but they would still kick.
1: The opening kickoff of the Harlan game, Harlan, knowing John Minahan's reputation and treating him like Tim Dwight or any other national star, they were like, <laughs> eh, we, we want no piece of him. They kicked it out of bounds. I mean, I, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't remember that, but I just listened to the the, the cassette tape this morning and then our first just to put you into perspective i know you got to get going doug but you you guys too john and scott the first two plays of the game we think we're hot stuff we just knocked off dennison we go matt lotner up the middle matt lotner up the middle and guess what happened negative two and negative three yards and i was like a fault i mean i was a downhill runner so the fact that they stuffed me in the backfield on both of the opening plays after they kicked the ball out of bounds we knew that we were in a steel cage match at that point. You know, I mean, we didn't know how it was going to turn out. We just knew it was going to be a slugfest.
2: Yeah, and Matt, what I remember most about you is just we just counted on you time after time, and you came through time after time, whether it was as a linebacker or a fullback. And you're really uh, that's what really stands uh, out uh, in my mind yeah. uh, about you. Scrappy.
1: I wasn't talented I – was, I mean, I'm, I'm not even trying to overstate this or understate this. I just simply was not as physically gifted as John Minahan and Scott Erickson. But I was scrappy and I was aggressive. We were football smart. There's, yeah, instinct. There you go.
4: Coach Powers, he told me at a graduation once, he said – I was sitting there, he said, you guys were the, the funnest team I've ever coached on Friday when the hats went on. But Monday through <laughs> Thursday, it was a
1: nightmare.
3: There we go. <laughs> there we go.
4: But hey, I got a chemical representative I'm waiting on. There's waiting on me. I gotta hop out.
0: God dang it, Johnny. Okay, take off your leather jacket. Go back to the real world. Okay, we'll see ya. Bye bye. See ya. Jeez.
1: So the uh, two-time defending state champion. They were like, eh. Number four is back there. Let's kick it out of bounds. So as I said previous, uh, we knew we were in a steel cage match when the first two plays of the game. Uh, I'm a downhill runner. I don't generally lose yards and they stuffed me in the backfield. Negative two, negative three at third and 15. We made a short reception and we had to kick the ball away.
3: Walking into you know somebody's field, uh, two-time state champion. But yeah, I I, mean, I knew we were going to get hit hard and I knew we were going to hit them hard. So it was a lot
0: of back and forth in the first half. Uh, not much went on besides three yards and a cloud of dust. And then we uh, got to the end of the second quarter. Scott Erickson time.
1: And it's a little boy by the name of Scott Erickson, number 34, going over the left edge and into the end zone. Set, him down, first and goal. Give
5: to Erickson up the middle. Erickson to the goal line. Erickson touchdown! Well, Doug, here we go again. <laughs> we're going to find out. If-
1: Joe Gitz turns to you on the broadcast and he says, "Well, we're going to see if we can ride it out again."
2: <laughs> That sounds pretty accurate for that team, doesn't it? I mean, that was not too much team easy for you guys, but uh, when it mattered, you got it done.
5: Just great execution running up behind uh, that time Tyson Thielen, Ryan Mortensen. And Scott Swaller, and uh, he was the third option out of that uh, full house eye. And uh, Scott Erickson just bowled into the end zone for the touchdown and the lead for the Rams. Jimmy Dominick will try to kick the PAT, and it is wide left, no good, no good. Well, the Rams can't convert on the extra point kick, but they do have the lead, 6 to nothing, 253 to go in the half. Now this from the Real Country Championship Club.
1: I tried to give you a hard time in the last game about not having a bunch of highlights. You actually did recover two fumbles in this game. Uh, just briefly, I mean, let's just talk about the touchdown. I mean, it's unbelievable that you were able to play your entire senior year with no ACL. And you said that you could only, like, cut one way. Can you Can you give that story?
3: And I was always in the formation. I always had to be on the right-hand side. So as we're running crosses, as we're running powers, I would always run to the left side because I, I could, if I, if I wanted to cut it up, then I could plant on my left leg and I could, you know, shoot north and south. But if I was going the other way, if I tried to cut it up with my right leg, uh, it would always just slide out. It's a very sick feeling.
1: When you say slide out, you're referring to your knee would slide out because it didn't have a ligament attaching it.
3: Yeah, so if anybody's done the ACL test, what you do is you sit on your butt and you put your heel on the ground and then you basically pull like your tibia and your fibia out from your knee and it will it will I mean yeah, it's disgusting, but you just you see your leg basically just disengage. So that's kind of what it was. By the end of the season, as the turf even got harder, it just made that problem that much worse. I mean, in my mind, there was a couple, there was a couple runs where I should have scored touchdowns, but mentally I was just so messed up I couldn't cut hard. So yeah, when I mm. scored that touchdown, it's really just a joke. Of, I mean, because I know you were lead blocking on that one too, but I mean, it was, I always say it was a hole my grandma could have ran through. She ain't very fast. Her <laughs> wasn't back then. <laughs> uh,
5: 53 to go in quarter number two, and the whole crowd where we're sitting from Ireland pretty stunned as the underdog
0: Rams have the lead. After we scored, uh, Harlan was driving down the field, and there's 40, 50 seconds left in the first half, and then this series of events happens.
5: Harlan has the football, second and 12 on the JSPC 16 yard line, 45 seconds to go in the half, the ramps up 6 to 0. Gallagher from a direct snap position almost dropped the ball, he wants to throw, he throws toward the end zone, and got him out at the touchdown. Yeah. Lyon had it
2: at the goal line, Joe. He had the coverage beaten. Lyman had it at his hand.
5: I want to complete my uh, sheet, Doug. What happened good. This Lyon an outstanding uh, athlete,
1: Doug. He's 6'2", Some seconds to go in the first half. The score is 6-0. to zero. And Harlan, I, I mean, I don't know what happened. I wish Minnie was in here to uh, explain he's on the backside. Do you remember that play at all, Scott?
3: Yeah, I do because I want to say that that guy was a recruit for Iowa State too. Um, Oh yeah. Very, very, very surprised that uh, unlikely,
1: unlikely that he would have dropped it for sure. Yeah.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Nobody has the recording of the halftime speech that me and Scott Erickson gave at at Harlan, but I have uh, recorded a scene from a movie. I'm going to play it next, and it'll it'll give you the feel for how it felt inside the locker room.
6: You find out life's this game of inches so is football life or football the margin for error is so small i mean one half a step too late or too early and you don't quite make it one half second too slow too fast you don't quite catch it the inches we need are everywhere around us they're in every break of the game every minute every second on this team we fight for that inch on this team we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch we claw with our fingernails for that inch because we know when we add up all those inches that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing between and it! Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. Yeah. Yeah. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Yeah. Because that's what living is! Right. the six inches in front of your face! Now, I can't make you do it. You gotta look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're gonna see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows, when it comes down to it, you're gonna do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now A team, or we will die as individuals, as football guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do?
1: of felt like a soccer match in that it's 1-0 in terms of score,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it just felt yeah. like at any point, Harlan's athletes, you know, some were going to Division one football, uh, they could break a play and the score would be tied, or they'd be up by one, because we only had six points, we didn't have seven, so it was it was pins and needles, I, I, I wish, uh, like I say, I just I think that's something that needs focused on as we revisit this 23 years later. About just since there is no audio from the third quarter and just give me your thoughts about the back and forth and any memories, even though they're so far faded from many years ago. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I I would say the one thing is, is like, like you said, it was just, what was the thing that was going to break the camel's back? Right. Like we're, I mean, we, we would get into tough situations and we'd find a way to stall them out of because I, I would I would love to know the statistics again because I feel that they moved the ball a little bit more than we did, and it's yep. like our three and outs happened kind of quick, and yep. you know we weren't like Harlan. Remember Harlan? Harlan was the they were the blueprint in three A football, you know, and four A football of how to win. And I know I remember Bill Kibby always talking about this and ingraining this in our heads that you know these guys are good enough to two platoon, yep. and we as JSPC, there's no way. Uh, you know, our guys, our best guys had to be out there on offense and on defense. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I kind of thought that maybe towards the end of that game that would start to wear on us a little bit, but we were doing just enough to ensure that, um, I, I guess we were stopping them on D. We, we, we couldn't do much on offense. It was pretty sad.
1: So we're just a few minutes left in the game, back and forth. Uh, I think we're getting close to the end. There's two minutes left. Uh, it's fourth down. Harlan has the ball. It's all on the line right here. The heart is pumping.
5: I was thankful the Tennessee State Champions 10 and all, number one rated, have their backs up against it. Fourth and 23. And he's on the side, they're running trips out here to the to the uh, strong side. Uh, they're loading it up. Cherish, Martin, and Lyman, shotgun formation for Gallagher. Fourth and 23 he we it down the field. It's hot up in the air. And here's the ball. Here's look the look ball. And here's the ball. It's a 45-hour run. And the football. And 57-0. First time and turn over on the night. And the Rams
0: have the ball. Johnny, you got them goosebumps, huh, buddy? Come on. Tell me about the play. Fourth down, yeah. And I me and,
4: I just remember they lobbed it up. It was kind of a desperate deal. And we picked it off. and uh. And I said, that was stupid. And they're like, "Why?" I go, "It was fourth down. I should have knocked it down."
1: Uh-huh. 26th, ah. Uh huh. Twenty-six uh putt.
4: You know, <laughs> you know, I was I was patting stats in the fourth quarter, go, trying to get to the unit home, <laughs> I guess you could say. All right, appreciate you, buddy. I gave, Boy, I gave you twenty minutes, Matt. Don't crucify me.
1: <laughs>
4: Love ya. you. See ya.
1: You did good. We'll see ya. <laughs> he wants to act publicly modest about his role in this, but he simply. Was the difference maker. Uh, so shout out to John Minahan on that interception.
0: All right, we just uh, got the ball back, and now we need to make a first down to run out the clock. So let's see what happens. Pins and needles here, boys. Harlan out of timeouts. One fifty-one to
5: go. A uh, first down would wrap it up for the Rams. <laughs> Give up the middle, Locker. He's got the He has it. He has it. I'm forty-two before being down, Matt Life is full of challenges. And I tell you what, here is a team that has met challenges. Uh it's just a it's great. Clock running at one twenty. JSPC is gonna do it. Break that up might just take a knee, there and did he bounces it outside, Lautner's running, and to do it on their home field in the quarterfinals on a beautiful night, shutting them out. A 30-yard run, 110 for Watner on the night. Wow. i tell you what, of all of the things you would have thought, pulling the upset, I never thought the upset could have been with a shutout. If you've ever seen a sun crowd, I thought I saw the sun crowd with Dennison a week ago, Doug, but on their home field. Well, if the curtain call,
1: Watner comes out, what a player he's been. Now, Doug and Joe saying they're giving Lautner a curtain call. And guess what they were really doing, Scott? What? <laughs> they were taking me off the field because they thought I was going to get flagged. At that point of the game, I knew it was over. I was showboating a little bit. Didn't want to get flagged. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't have mattered at that point, but that's just the class act that Mr. Kibbe was. Coach Kibbe, I should say. But... 15
5: seconds to go. Diggs were take me one more time. And that is it. JSBC six, Harlan from biggest win in JSBC history. The celebration is on, the Rams are going to the ball.
1: Just tell me about your thoughts after we've won, we've got the dome ahead of us, but just briefly let's spend a minute or two on just the accomplishment. We've got several pictures from the night of Harlan uh friends and family. If you out on the field for like a half hour or 45 minutes just soaking it all up that night what did you think
3: like in that moment how much that you know we bonded as teammates right teammates friends yep. from all walks of life you know if you talk of urban settings rural settings and it was just neat to, to I mean it, it felt it the whole time but it was just kind of cool to just let that, that let that all soak in they had not lost on that field or no sorry they had not been shut out on that field since like was it back in the
7: 70s? Yeah. Let, let, let alone a playoff
3: game. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool community victory.
1: Yeah, And to bring it home, as far as this podcast goes, I mean, just shouting out the team leaders from that deal, uh, Dustin Briggs, Luke Ball, Michael Walker. I mean, outside of uh, me and you and Minnie, I mean, it's an awesome team. Uh, and team is what it meant. I mean, we didn't get it done yeah. because of any one player. We didn't get it done because we had our star athlete, Scott Erickson, with two healthy knees. I mean, we just came together as a team. And uh, now, 20-some-odd years later, me and you and Minnie are still buddies. And, I mean, that just feels good that uh, that deal bonded us. Hopefully, we'd be friends if it never happened. But it it was set in
0: stone after that uh, that run through Denison and Harlan. And Go back to Doug. Reader in 2022 giving comments about his thoughts after the game from 1999.
2: Let's go. People ask me quite often, you know, what's either the, the greatest game or the biggest win, you know, that I've ever called in, in my 40 plus years here. And, uh, and it always starts with that game, that football game at Harlem. And one of the things I remember most, we had an extra long post game because of the win. And Guy Richardson was our camera operator for the Ram Wrap-Up Show, and Joe Getch, my color commentator at the time. And we probably were post-game a half an hour, I would guess, when normally it might be 10 minutes. And when we walked out, and I'm not making this up, I'm probably being conservative, there were at least 100 Harlan fans standing in the stands because I think they were in shock. They couldn't even put one foot in front of the other to leave the bleachers they couldn't believe it
0: johnny and scott let's hear some feedback from you and then we'll uh, get this
3: deal buttoned up the ex-players that came over to harlan i mean that wasn't any short trip right we had guys that were in school and i State that were are not
1: shout them out oh jeez
3: yeah matt cunningham david miller um uh bob allen you could just go down the list. yeah i mean it was just you know our idols back then right but it was just so fun how passionate they were i mean they were like giving us like i remember like when we were walking onto the field i mean it was just i didn't need to get myself or the team pumped up it's like the community got us pumped up uh it was so fun so i I know it that, that instilled something into us to where you wanted support you wanted to support the rams even after you were gone just because of how how fun that was What do you
2: think? uh, What role do you think Coach Kibby had in that? I'm curious your thoughts.
1: Personally, I just think Coach Kibby was a rock uh, that year for us, and afterwards, I mean, there's just he had just so much experience. I don't know how many years into his career he was at that point, but nothing shook him. When it's like third and goal or third and three from the three yard line in the dome, I mean, we were all jacked up on Mountain Dew at that point. And it's like, Coach you have he, he could have been like having tea on a Sunday afternoon. He was just so calm at that point. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. It was his, it was his 37th year of coaching that year, by the way.
4: One guy that probably doesn't deserve enough credit is um, Coach Turpin for the way he was able to break down and scheme game film on defense. I mean, that was – he put us yeah. in a good
7: position.
2: Yeah, indeed. There's a lot of good memories from that. You guys were fun to cover. You know, again, I I mean, I was a medium old guy, not old, old like I am now. But, uh, you know, I I didn't know you all well, but I attended enough practices and we did enough interviews, you know. I got a little flavor. And that team really had personalities on it, and that makes it more fun to cover as a broadcaster and a sports writer uh, when you have people who are interesting. I mean, interesting might be a little bit of a light term for some of you guys, right? (laughs)
1: yeah <laughs> i would say i would say separately doug we're pretty bland but you put us together and it's just a lot of stuff happens and our personalities change and back then before scott erickson got married he was a really zany character and john minahan he actually liked to have fun back then he's not an old hag like he is now i mean it was just a truly fun little deal for us and i've just and i've just proven by my interaction that i've always been a screw-off guy uh, <laughs> before. Before. It's like Johnny said in, F, in chapter two. He was the only one that couldn't escape Green County. He, he's had to. He's had yep. to stay the there. Escape. And me and my, yeah. <laughs> and me and my wife, we want to come back to Jefferson. We want to move back. You know why, Doug? We miss oh. we miss Peony Chinese Restaurant a lot.
2: <laughs> I wish I could
4: have went there between the last <laughs> podcast and this podcast, so you would be <laughs> jealous, but. I'll just stick my <laughs> my my clerk of Cedar Township. I'll just stick to that as my my pride and joy, I guess, to make the you The clerk jealous, of so. Cedar
2: Township. Wow! <laughs> I didn't know we had royalty here.
4: My wa- my wife <laughs> does all the books. I take the credit. Uh,
2: I think I think what we've
1: proved down the last two minutes, Doug. Is yes, we did have personality.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did. you're a fun group to cover. Okay. Nice talking to you, Doug. You too, both of you.
0: Joining me tonight, Joe Gitch. He was the uh, radio announcer with Doug Reeder. Just give me your thoughts on that Harlan win way back in 1999. It's incredible to be talking to you 23 years later. Thank you for joining me, Joe Gitch.
7: And I know Harlan thought they had a pretty good team.
0: It was a fun game to watch for a parent. Probably was a boring game to watch if you weren't. And it was an awesome game on the field because it felt like a soccer game. Uh, the first score won. It's incredible.
7: And it, back to your point, <laughs> if you listen to that game, it, it, it would be a lousy game to listen and watch the replay. That was such a tense game. So it, it could be a snoozer except for everybody involved. And it just kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. I mean, uh, that Harlan game, I mean, at, at the last three minutes, Doug and I were just looking at each other. And watching that damn clock, and the clock, it was like frozen.
3: <laughs>
7: we were waiting for it to count down. And this is what I got a buddy from uh, that I tailgate with at the, at the Iowa games, from Harlan, and he and I both concurred. When he found out I was from Jefferson, and he is big, he's a big-time Harlan fan, and we started comparing notes in that game, and he agreed with me. He never heard a Harlan crowd that quiet after a football game. Mm. He said you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> I'll, never for, I'll never forget that. We walked out of there and I mean, we were just floating. Uh, Reader and I, I can't imagine what you guys were like on the bus with Kibby Just floated all the way back from Harlan, driving back. But we listened to, and it was amazing. We were listening to uh, WHO had a really nice uh, late night, Friday night score score show where they, you know, people would call in with all the, the high school scores because the playoffs started. That one, they kept going back to every five minutes. And the biggest upset in Iowa tonight and maybe for the whole year was the Rams of JSPC shutting out Harlan, and, uh, they kept going back and back to that. We just floated all the way back from, uh, from, from, uh, Harlan to Jefferson on that ride home. I thought you guys were good at the end of the game <laughs> Just to,
1: uh, make lifelong friends like Johnny and, and Scott
0: well,
7: and, and well, others too.
1: But I've stayed in the closest contact to those two boys and.
0: Down on paper we should have had no chance but that's why they play the game thank you for being a part of it thank you for joining me tonight joe we will be in touch thanks a lot sir friday night lights we have a little bit
1: more podcasting to do to to uh tell the story of our dream season and we can't wait to tell that story unfortunately the next chapter in the podcasting series is going to come after a week's delay because me and mrs mlc are going to go screw off in vegas for a week but, uh, can't wait to get back yeah. and, and go at it.
3: Awesome. Thanks for putting it together, man. This is fun.
1: Appreciate you. We'll be in touch.